Welcome back to an episode of Too Many Men. Tony Pickett, Zach Riley, John Gallietta here on a Friday night. We got game two of the NLDS, or ALDS, Red Sox Rays going on right now. 8-5 Red Sox in the top of the sixth inning. Uh, we're going to talk a little postseason baseball this show. We're going to talk week five uh, Sunday games, NFL season. Also some big news made in the NFL last night uh, between the Seahawks and the Rams. But let's start with some baseball. Let's go all the way back to the NL wildcard game because we covered basically the AL one during Tuesday's episode, and it was just such a debacle for the New York Yankees. By the time the episode was done recording, I said at the end that this game's over. The Red Sox are going to take on the Rays in, in the next round. But the NL wildcard game was very good. It was tight the whole way. The Cardinals jump out to a one nothing lead in the first inning, lose it uh, to a Justin Turner home run. And then in uh, the bottom of the ninth, we were just about to get real extra innings. No runner on second, real extra innings. Cardinals bring in Reyes. He serves one up to Chris Taylor, who was like eight for 72 in his, yeah. his last whatever games, and blasts a two-run bomb to send the Dodgers to their first ever series against the San Francisco Giants, uh, which gets underway here in a couple minutes. Crazy game. Yeah, it was a great game. Pitching was on par, uh, and I, I think it was just crazy. I like uh, Justin Turner, obviously doing what he does to every team in the playoffs, and the Mets just gave him away ten years ago. <laughs> so, and then t- oh, I, I love uh, Kike Hernandez off the wall in left center. Man, that that close. That close to being a nine-five ball game. Damn. But keep going. Uh, I was talking about uh, what was I talking about? Fuck. You just said the Mets gave away Justin Turner ten years ago. Yeah. Oh no, I was gonna say I love Juan Soto. Uh, being in the stands. That was great. Sitting with, uh, first Justin row like Turner. that. And then he said, "Oh, I, I love how I never knew how it felt to see a home run go out in the crowd." Dude, he's there in his Trey Turner jersey, and he stands up, and the crowd starts booing him. And he turns around and shows the Trey Turner jersey, and the fans start cheering him. It was him and uh, Kevin Long, who's the hitting coach for the Washington Nationals, were at the game. I, I was just sick. I I love every bit of that. Plus, uh, Dodger Stadium in the playoffs is like no other. It really is. Second to one. What? <laughs> and then uh, second to two. Second to two. Yeah. Fenway and I, Yankee are a step above. I do want to mention a little bit of Mets news to you, Tony. Oh, our, great. Uh, uh-huh. our, hitting, our hitting coach was demoted to AAA. You can do that? Yeah, I guess so. I know you guys fired your minor league hitting coaches. Yes, and then put our minor or major league one in the minor league. Why not just get all new Because we need coaches. a new hitting coach. Well, no, why yeah, not just clear just fire them all? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's going to take like another year or two from the really filter out all these employees that the well ponds had, mm. but it's a good start. Getting rid of they the also, no, no Luis Rojas coming back next year for you. Thank God. Thank I liked him. He wasn't a like an awful manager, but I think he was just too soft. And he no let backbone, the no spine. Get, yeah. And I felt like the players were just so comfortable with him that they didn't they didn't like play to what they should have. And there's no reason to let them try out that third year. If you've had two like years where you should have been at least into the playoffs and you were not. 
And I also, I, you hear me complain about it every week is his bullpen management is freaking awful. <laughs> yeah. And hey, the same complaints from the, from the, from uptown, trust me. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel like most teams do have an issue with that, especially now with the new rules. I mean, not being able to, yeah, you don't have uh, your one and done guys. You can't. Yeah, you can't have so, like batter specific pitchers anymore, unless unless there really is two gotta, outs in the inning. Yeah, and you really got to think about like who you're putting in there. Yeah. It's a lot tougher when you can't switch them out in and out after a couple outs. So it's going to be t- like a few years for a lot of the managers to get used to that. All right, so game two here, Rays Red Sox. The Rays took game one pretty handedly. Yeah, well, it was a blowout. Uh, six nothing. Yeah, six no- around that. Uh, but the Red Sox came fighting back today. Uh, they they got a runner on second, top of the six here, eight five lead for them with Devers up at the plate. Um, and this is this is a do or die game for the Red Sox. Simple as that. They lose this game, you drop two, drop the first two games of the series. Yeah, you're coming back home, but it, it's tough against a team this deep in the Tampa yeah. Bay Rays to come back from and Rosarena. Especially in the first game, what he does every postseason now. I mean, that's all he is. He's a monster. And you don't want to lose this game, especially because, yes, you're home, but Boston's more of a hitting park, a hitter's ballpark. And you don't want that Rays offense to be able to take a 3 0 lead on you early. Yeah. This was a must win game, and and the Red Sox really answered here. Uh, Let's go to Red Sox have pitching tonight. I'm not. Oh, they had Chris Sale going. Chris Sale allowed a grand slam in the first inning. Wow. Okay. So they yeah. bounced back. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they jumped out to a two run lead top of the first. Uh, then it was five, two Rays, and the Rays haven't scored since. And the Red Sox put six up on the board uh, with Bogarts up now. He's three for three, but let's look at the other series that has gotten underway here. Uh, actually two have gotten underway. The giants Dodgers won about to, uh, earlier today, the Houston Astros went out there and they beat the hell out of the White Sox again, taking a commanding 2-0 series lead as the series shifts to Chicago. Um, it's just Chicago today threw their best punch. The White Sox threw their best punch at the Astros today. They took a lead. It was 4-2. You just needed the pitching to get them nine. I think it was nine or 12 outs to get out of the game. And you let the lead go immediately. Now you're tied. So it's like, okay, we just need one run. We just need the pitching to show up. And then a five-run seventh, a five-run seventh inning by yep. the Astros sinks the White Sox and really puts a just a cut in any kind of hopes they had to come out of this series. They were a heavy underdog entering the series, come out of the series, winning it. And it's just not you know, really it, that's gonna happen. At least they're going home, but I still don't think that team is good enough to beat Houston at all. They might take one. They might yeah. take game three, just feeding yeah. off of the home energy. But uh, if they do somehow take three and four, I I don't I don't like their chances coming back game five to Houston. They haven't showed me anything that they can win in that environment. No, and they've been letting up so many runs in the first two you look games. At, you look at Houston. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a controversial history with that team, and but it's loads and loads of experience everywhere up and down the lineup. Kyle Tucker is the only one without any experience and he's raking to start the the postseason. Dusty Baker manager, the Astros man, he's had his flaws in the postseason, the 2002 collapse with the giants. 
but he's a seasoned vet. He knows what it takes to win a World Series, being a World Series champion in 1981. This is a man that's been around baseball for 50 years. The same works on the other side. The same works on the other side because you have La Russa there. He's been in baseball for 50 years. If anybody can lead the team, rally the troops, and manage the game to the point where you can at least force a game five, it's him. He's just been around long enough that he knows it. He's had this, he's had a successful track record in his career. He's a Hall of Famer, for God's yeah. sake. It, he can do it. If it comes down to just pure talent, I think the Astros take game three. I don't think it's as... I don't think it's a blowout. It might be a two-run game, one-run game, but there's going to be some energy in Chicago. It's just not going to be enough to push the White Sox over that hump. I think the Astros take this series in three. Yeah, me too. I I think they'll they'll probably win one. That's what I'm thinking. I think it'll be yeah. a three-win series. Uh, the other series in the NL today, uh, the Brewers beat the Braves 2-1 in game one of their series. Yeah, this was a close one, too. Yeah, this was a close one. This is expected to be a close series, but, man, I'm the Brewers pitching, the way they are built, they are built for the postseason. Yeah. They have three decent starting pitchers. Yeah, and then they have an unbelievable back end of the bullpen. Yeah. And that's all you need in a short yeah. series like this. It might not be as built for a uh, for a seven-game series, but this is a five-game series. Um. This would be a little bit more interesting if it got back to Atlanta down 2-0. Because I think Atlanta could win both games in Atlanta. And a game five in Milwaukee, I think, would be more of a crapshoot than a game five in Houston yeah. uh, for the White Sox. But if the Brewers can win tomorrow night, I do like their chances in games three and four on the road. It, it's not a foregone conclusion they're going to win the series by any means. Not like the Astros, but I do think their chances are higher. Lower than the Astros, but still very high as it is. It just sucks to see, because I, I think the Brewers are going to win this series, but uh, I think the Braves would have had a chance if they had Acuna and a little bit oh, better yeah. bullpen. Listen, Acuna the is way definitely... They played. Yeah. No, I mean, the fact that they're even here after losing Acuna earlier in the season, it's crazy. And you don't know how next season is going to play out, how much A, Acuna is going to be able to play or B, the level of talent in the rest of the division because really they made the playoffs because the NL East was so weak. Yep. But if this was, for some reason, the shot and you didn't have Acuna for it, you could play the what-if game all you want. If they have Acuna, I mean... I don't know how many more games they win down the stretch. I don't know if it gets them home field advantage in this series, but if they have Acuna, it's definitely a different vibe in this series. Oh, yeah. And so especially if this, in that if this ends up being the shot and it's like, well, if we had Acuna, we could have competed more. You're going to look back and go, man, if he just didn't get hurt, if he didn't go sliding into that wall, yep. it'd be a different story. And then tonight we got Giants-Dodgers. Battle of 105-plus win teams. <laughs> Let's see what the pitching matchup is going to be for this. We got Bueller and Logan Yeah, Webb. Walker, Walker Bueller going for the Dodgers, and he's been lights out in his yeah. postseason career so far. Um, Logan Webb had a good year this year. He did. He did. But I don't know. Is this his first playoff appearance? It might be for Logan Webb. It's Definitely. hard for me to sit here and go against Walker Bueller in the postseason. Um. 
it's it sucks that this is in the NLDS and not the NLCS because this deserves to be a seven game series. Yes, it does. Uh oh man, Alex Verdugo just made an insane play on the wall in foul territory. He picks the ball out of the stands off the bat of Nelson Cruz and that's the first out of the bottom of the sixth. But this really deserves to be a seven game series between the Giants and the Dodgers. That they battled too much in the regular season to have it just be five games. Here we go. And yeah, if you're the Dodgers, you don't have Scherzer going in game one because he had to go in the wildcard game. But having Walker Bueller go, who's right, who's the number two pitcher in the rotation when Kershaw is not healthy, the best number two in the rotation pitcher probably in baseball, it could be an ace on probably 15 to 19 teams in the league. Easily. It's not the worst thing in the world. And it actually saves Scherzer for a game maybe later in the series. You know, game three, game four coming in a little bit higher stakes, an elimination game. Could Kershaw be is not injured or anything, right? Kershaw is injured. He's not pitching in the postseason. He's not pitching. Okay. Which is a big blow for him, but he's been iffy all season because of the injury. It might be, it might actually help their chances that he's not going. I feel like you would have rathered Scherzer go than Kershaw in that wild card game because of Kershaw's. Be- yeah, because of all the, the uncertainty surrounding him, too. I mean, yeah, yeah. he. Kershaw exercised a lot of those demons when it comes to postseason pitching last year when they actually when they finally got over the hump. Hmm. But you could still have the reputation still there. Yeah. Me. Let me look at the Dodgers uh, projected starters for the series, because, I mean, they clearly have a significant edge in starting pitching. So Walker Bueller's going in game one. Julio Arias is going in game two. He was slated to come out of the pen. Eighth inning on in the wild card game. And then it's TBD games three, four, and five. And that might that decision might come down to what the series is. If they're down 2-0, the, the, the Dodgers, you might have to roll Scherzer out there. If you're up 2-0, yeah. don't you really have him. to. You can wait yeah. till game four, give him an extra day's rest. But I think also, the situation um, is going to say a lot about who pitches game three. Yeah. I'm looking at the stats here for the Dodgers lineup against uh, Logan Webb. And they only have eight total hits off uh, Logan Webb. And the only people that have multiple hits is Justin Turner and Cody Bellinger. Different game in the postseason. No, it is. G-Man Choi just hit a home run. I'm not sure if it's going to stand because it looked like a fan reached over the yellow line and picked it into the stands. Well, interesting thing happened here at Tropicana Field, but if it does stand, that's the 14th run of the ball game. No pitching. None at all over Overs no. Club. <laughs> overs, yeah. Uh, let's look at what happened last night. Uh, NFC West matchup, Seahawks-Rams. Um, and we thought two good teams finally playing on Thursday night. Maybe we'll get a decent matchup. And the first half of that game was terrible. Yeah, the offense, both offenses uh, didn't show up in the beginning. Mistakes, interceptions, none worse than Matt Stafford's in the back of the end zone. That was, was ter- it looked like he was, it, what was he doing? It looked like he, he I mean, you got to throw that ball away. Was he trying to and he just didn't get enough on it? Like, I, I don't know. But I mean, the big storylines of the night are the finger injuries to the two starting quarterbacks. Um, Matt Stafford. Was it his uh, pointer finger? 
I believe it's his pointer finger. Yeah, and, yeah. and then Russ's middle finger. Yeah. Yeah. So the pointer finger of Matt Stafford, he had it wrapped most of the game. It looked to be affecting him right after he got it wrapped, but it he started to settle in with it in the second half, clearly. Now, Russ, on the other hand, is a different story. Russ right now is projected to miss, this says four to eight weeks. Uh, but we've heard projections longer than that. Yeah, I heard up it's a, from anywhere from six to eight. He has a ruptured tendon in his finger. Yeah, that's not good. No. Is it its throwing hand? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because that'll tried uh, that yeah, that'll uh, he tried to come back and play with it. He did. He tried one drive. They threw one ball. It was a screen pass, I believe, to a tight end. And, like, they couldn't – he didn't have control downfield. Granted, Geno Smith came in and was very serviceable. Um, I, I don't know. There's now – there was already question marks surrounding the Seahawks, as it were. Now there's more. Yep. Because now there's a question mark at the starting quarterback position. And I didn't know if they were able to make the playoffs in that tough division as it was with Russell Wilson as quarterback because their defense is just flat out so bad. And, and now Geno Smith, who, granted, is a very capable backup quarterback, a veteran backup quarterback. I, I have no faith in him leading that team to a winning record, a one-game-below-500 record. I, I, you're not making the playoffs with Geno Smith as your starter. No way, especially no. in that division. Yeah. And, and what's tough about Russ's injury is with that ligament. I mean, you could possibly have limited mobility in that finger after getting it fixed yeah, up. Yeah, it, it, it depends how it heals. Because I know um, my boyfriend has that in his thumb, and he literally can't move. He, his thumb is straight for life. Oh, yeah, yeah, like he can't, he can't bend his thumb. So if that happens to Russ, there's also now questions of how long will he be playing for and if he will continue. And already you see there. There's talk about how there were complications with the surgery that took place today. He had a, he has bolts in that finger, so you know yeah, that's, to keep to keep everything in place. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's not it's not great. Not, you know how you like to hear. No, it it's a tough. Well, I mean, I, I part already against it as it was. Yeah, I put a b- little bit of blame on uh, Seattle and their drafting because they got no help for Russell Wilson on the O line. Yeah, it's something they've been neglecting for a while now, but this complicates the plan not only in the short term of this season, but the long term in the years after. Because Russ said last offseason, I don't want to be traded, but if you're going to trade me, here's a list. Which usually is one of the first steps in potentially moving a quarterback. Many believe that when it comes to quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, this could be the last year for them in their locations. There could be a trade after this season. If Russ is out eight weeks, that puts his return around what week 14, give or take. Yeah. I think think around there. So if you're the Seahawks and you have the intention to trade him after the season, you kind of have to play him because it's not like an injury, like a torn ACL or a broken bone where players have consistently been able to reach probably 90% of what they were prior to the injury. This is an injury to the hand of a starting quarterback. It could affect how he throws the football for the rest of his life, yeah. which would 
severely diminish his trade value. So you need to wheel him out there no matter the situation, week 16, 17, 18, to show other teams. If you are planning on trading him, to show other teams that, look, he can throw the ball still. It's or maybe a, that he can't. And he, he might not, and that wouldn't yeah. be. No, that I, I wouldn't be. It'd be ideal. tough for Seattle because I don't know when they would have the draft pick to be able to get a good starting quarterback. And then no, like, maybe after next year, if they didn't have Russ, but what are they going to do? It's tough. It would have to be, if you're going to trade them, it would have to be a trade where you're getting a young quarterback back or pick to take a young quarterback. Like a Tua. Do you think there would be a team, maybe the Dolphins, that would, no matter what, say he didn't play at the end of the season, still be like, oh, let's give it a shot, trade away Tua and bring him in here and see what he could do? I don't. I don't know if there's many teams that would take that risk. Maybe. No, they need to. They'd all need to see him play first. You they see, would all uh, need that. Yeah. You see, what I think might be more likely than like a rush trade, if anything happening, just because, like you say, with all the question marks about how he comes back, I think Pete Carroll yesterday showed a lot of. Uh, I don't want to say like age because obviously Pete Carroll's been old forever, but. He's I mean, the oldest just head coach calling. in the National Football League. Yeah, I feel like his time has passed him, don't you think? I, dude, I think if he if he chooses to dip out of Seattle after this season, there would be no ill will between Carroll and the team because he brought them their championship. And there's a pretty, pretty good job in the NCAA available right now at USC where he made his living for the better part of 10 seasons. Go back what, there, finish your career in Southern California. Exactly. Not the worst thing idea. in the world. No, not at all. I mean, he did leave in a little, there was a little bit of scandal while he was there, but like, was there? If Urban Meyer can, yeah, it was USC in the, in the two thousands, of course, but yeah. like Urban Meyer can come back. So can, so can Pete Carroll. Exactly. Yeah, but Urban, <laughs> Urban Meyer, I don't know if he's going to, be able to come back after this he's, year. He's survived scandal already, worse than the one where he's currently in, and gotten jobs. Hell, he's gotten promoted. <laughs> um, let's talk. Let's talk betting. Sunday, Sunday spreads. Not Sunday good. Spreads. Yeah, they've Not been good. bad. It's been bad. So what are the, what is everybody's totals so far? Well, last week I went one and two. That brings me to five and seven. Tom went two and one. That brings him to six and six. Trish went zero oh and three. That brings him to four and eight. Zach went zero oh and three. That brings him to four and eight. <laughs> Eric went one and two. That brings him to six and six. And John went zero oh and three. That brings him to five and seven. Not good. I'm gonna do better this week. Okay. I, like I have some good spreads them. here. There's there's a little there's a couple of easy. No, I wouldn't say easy, but better spreads than there have been. Let's get through. Tom, Trish, and Eric. Tom has the Falcons minus two and a half, the Packers minus two and a half, and the Panthers minus three. Two very risky spreads. <laughs> the Falcons one and the Panthers one? Yeah. Who do the Panthers play? Uh, let's see. They play the Eagles. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's only Eric minus has... three, but. Yeah. Eric has the Packers minus three, the Broncos plus one, and the Titans minus four and a half. 
Trish has the Trish went big lines. Trish has the Bucks minus nine and a half, the Hi. Bills plus two and a half, and the Lions plus ten. Uh, I like the Trish Lions really, plus ten. So do I. But man, the Lions can just go out there and be Lions. That's like the problem. We did the other week, yeah. <laughs> Not score in the first half. Yeah. Like, what do you I, got I, going I, this week, Zach? So my first one, I'm taking the Packers minus two and a half. Oh, Second man, everybody's, one, everybody's taking that one. It, it feels the same as Titans minus it, six last week. It does. Um, so I'm gonna so take the Chargers minus two against the Browns. Oh man, really? Yeah. The, it, doesn't Baker have a a torn labrum? Not on his throwing shoulder. Yeah, I mean, still shoulder. Still what? How is that affecting him? It's he's hurt. He's getting hit. Unless he's not. I also love the Chargers' defense. They they were able to keep the charge or the Chiefs to a, a reasonable amount of points. So I'm I'm going with the Chargers. Okay. And then I'm going to take the Bills plus two and a half. Oh, you going with that? I was. I'm not going near that Sunday night game. I, I think the Bills I can't are. Do it. Yeah, but the Chargers could turn around. Uh, the Chiefs could turn around and beat them by like twenty because they're just yeah. the Chiefs. John, what do you got? Right, I'm taking the Jets plus two and a half. Oh my god! Like my guys in London. No, that makes me feel good. John, John hasn't picked one right in over a week here. So, John, <laughs> how did you go three and zero to zero and three? It happens. <laughs> it doesn't. It. Listen, if you're if you're like me and you don't know what's going how know how football works, it happens. <laughs> Most Jets fans don't. Keep going. All right, uh, Titans minus four and a half. Think they're gonna have a bounce back week against the Urban Meyer Jags. Now he's picking games that I pick. No, okay. no. Yeah, now you now you're in trouble. Please don't throw yeah, Packers no. minus two and a half in there. No, don't worry. I'm, I'm staying away from that game too because I don't okay. know. You know, Packers are missing Jair Alexander and uh, some other one of their other best defensive players. So. But they just picked up that uh, Jalen Smith. He's not very good. It's it's bodies. It is bodies. Uh, Second one I'm going to do. I like. I like. I'm going to go with you on that one. Uh, Chargers minus two over the Browns. I like Justin Herbert in that one over uh, Baker. And finally, I'm going to take the Patriots minus eight. Texans are going to get killed. (laughs) Texans are going to get smoked. John, you picked four spreads. (laughs) You did pick four spreads. (laughs) <laughs> Try to go on four this week. <laughs> what was your other one? I'm gonna write it down. See if you go on four. What was your other one? That's what I'm trying to figure. I, I thought I thought it was Tech. I thought it was uh, Patriots, Jets, and then Titans. What was the fourth one? Chargers. Yeah, Chargers. Oh, you might have, yeah, the Chargers one. Okay. Let's, let's see what happens. Might yeah, be. keep it. Keep John with the four. Yeah, I got the Titans minus four and a half, the Packers minus two and a half, and the Cards minus five and a half. Although I got it minus four earlier in the day. Before we they announced the who the starting quarterback was going to be, do we all have the Packers? Uh, Trish doesn't. Okay, good. John doesn't. If we all had the Packers, I'd be a little scared. Yeah, I would be too. It's Titans last week. Real quick here before we go, we have the trilogy fight: Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, Saturday night. Um, Tyson Fury is the favorite. Deontay Wilder draw in the first fight. He got smoked in the second fight. Uh, we'll go around right here. What do we think for this fight? John, what do you think? I want to start with you. 
Give me Tyson Fury. He's gonna do it. Do you He's how how do you, how do you like Tyson Fury? Uh, by give me by a, by a knockout in the third round. Let's say. Jeez, I'm writing that down. Taking <laughs> round. Right. So John, 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 John has Fury by a third round KO. Zach, if I'm right, if I'm right, I swear to God, I want to go wilder here. I think because I think he's a good fighter. He's he's, he's a big dude. Uh, all the wilder is Fury is very big as well. So, but I don't think he's going to knock him out. I think it's very hard to knock out a guy like uh, Fury. So I think if he's going to win, it would have to be in decision. Okay. So you have Wilder by decision. Yep. I have uh, Wilder by knockout in the second round. Second round. uh, And then we get a tetralogy. We get a fourth fight. That would be great. I would really love to see them go at it again. This fight is on Fox pay-per-view. Uh, we got the time running out on the Zoom call, so we got to get going because Eric wasn't here and he usually hosts it. Yep. But every episode of the Too Many Men Sports Podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Take a listen to last episode, our 200th episode. Greg Murphy, Philadelphia Phillies broadcaster, joined us. It was a great show. Uh, enjoy this weekend of football and boxing and playoff baseball. Hockey season starting next week. Um, And we will see you Tuesday for an episode of Too Many Men.